Welcome to Clued in Mystery. I'm Sarah. And I'm Brooke. And we both love mystery. Brooke, it's so good to be talking to you again. We took a little break over the summer to uh, read and rest and relax. But, you know, we're back. We're back at it today. How are you doing? I'm great. And I've missed you, Sarah. So I'm super happy to be recording again. Me too. I couldn't sleep last night. I was so excited. (laughs) (laughs) So today we are going to talk about our summer reading. So in the last episode that we recorded, we shared what we were planning to read over the summer. And so today we'll just share some of our thoughts about about some of those books. I will get started. And uh, the first book that I'll talk about is uh, The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager. When we talked about this before, I said I was planning to read this by a lake, and uh, I did manage. I didn't finish the whole thing, but uh, I did read some of it by a lake, which I thought was was really fitting. This was the first of Riley Sager's books that I've read, and I thought it was I thought it was compelling, but it took an unexpected turn that I don't know that the book needed. To be honest, it it almost. It almost felt forced, but I would definitely read another one of, of Sager's books because I was I was really entertained. The other thing that I will say about this is it was quite reminiscent of The Woman in the Window, Girl on the Train, and other books that use that you know, drunk woman, unreliable narrator trope. Uh, but I do think that it that worked for this book. It was uh, an integral part of the story. Yeah, because that it sounded so good. I had some time and I ended up reading it this summer too. And I'll agree with everything you said, Sarah. I will say that one of the things I loved about it was the play off of the Hitchcock movie Rear Window. So that made it really fun for me. But yeah, I'm not sure that the twist did the rest of the story justice. I will just say that. And what about you, Brooke? What's one of the books that you read over the summer? Yeah. So the first one that I'll talk about is um, The Science of Murder, The Forensics of Agatha Christie, and this is by Carla Valentine. Carla is a forensic pathologist, and so this is a nonfiction book, and it just dives really deep into forensics, the origins of forensics, forensic techniques. Uh, She definitely could have written this without the backdrop of Agatha Christie, because like I say, she is a forensic pathologist, but she's also a lifelong Agatha Christie fan. And so I thought it was great because it gave a layperson like myself a lot of opportunities to have examples. So she would perhaps talk about fingerprinting, and then she would reference some of the Ag- Agatha Christie stories where fingerprints are an integral part of the the clues or the story. So it really made it accessible because it is deep. It has a lot of detail. Um, but I'd recommend it to anyone who's a mystery lover, and especially for mystery authors. I would say you're, you're really going to love it. It's going to add a lot of ideas to your work. I actually started reading it um, again because after after our conversation because it sounded it sounded like a great resource. Um, but I was listening to the audio version, and I think I'm actually going to uh, stop listening to the audio and get a physical copy of it because it was I found a little bit too detailed for audio. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that makes sense, mm-hmm. but I think it's something that I would rather. Uh, be able to flip through and and look at specific elements rather than you know the you don't so much have that option with with audiobooks. Yeah, I find that a lot of times with nonfiction. I 
do better with a actual paper copy. And I did one of those things where you do a little bit of both. I had the audio version and I also have a paperback. So I was going back and forth, but I agree. I want to go back and mark up that paperback and like put some notes in there for myself. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, you can't do that as, as easily with it with an audio. So um, I'm definitely adding that to my to buy soon list. <laughs> uh, so the next book uh, that I'm going to talk about is um, actually one of Agatha Christie's books. Uh, so I listened to The Murder of Roger Ackroyd, which I had never read before. I knew, you know, as I mentioned in the last episode, I knew what the what the twist was. And I thought it was so excellent. This is another one, actually, that I think I want to get a physical copy and go back mm-hmm. and almost deconstruct the story and make some notes because it just was a, a great story and and just a masterclass, I think. It's one of those that really gives her the nomaker of a queen of crime. Absolutely. All right. The next one that I'll mention is Butcher Baker Candlestick Taker by Patricia Meredith. Uh, Patricia is an indie author that um, I've connected with over Instagram, or at least I've seen her posts, and she's been a great fan of the show so far. And, you know, I love perusing antique stores, and I love touring historic homes. If we travel to a city, I always look like to see if they have any historic homes that you can tour. And reading this book kind of gave me that same thrill, but with a murder mystery. So great job to Patricia Meredith on a really great debut novel for this series. And I'm looking forward to staying up to date with the Carew brothers, who are her investigators, and the quirky Archie Prescott, who is a clockmaker in this series. Yeah, that book, it sounds it sounds wonderful. And uh, I actually have a copy that I'm going to start reading very soon because it just sounds like it's uh a great story and uh, you know that I love historical mysteries yes. so um, particularly ones that are set near where where I live um, so Spokane's not uh, not too far from from Vancouver um, so yeah I, I really look forward to reading that I think it's right up your alley Sarah uh, so next on my list is uh, another book that kind of references Agatha Christie uh, and that is the Agathas by Kathleen Glasgow and Liz Lawson. So I thought this was really fun. This is a YA mystery. And the two protagonists uh, are investigating, you know, the case of a, a missing classmate. So I was hoping for a little bit more reference to Agatha Christie. I, I thought there could have been tying tying more of her works to the story, but it was still a very enjoyable read. And what I really liked was that the two main characters, each of them was written by one of the co-authors, which really made sure that the characters had different voices. And so I thought that was, I thought that was really great. And when I finished reading it, I thought, oh, I want to co-author a book. (laughs) It just sounded like a really fun project. So, you know, at some point in my future, that, that may be something that I do, but um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely lots of fun. Nice. That sounds great. The next on my list is The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman. And I admitted when we shared our TBR lists that I'm a little behind the curve on this one. It's been out for a long time. Um, But I loved the characters, the humor, 
They, you know, they cared about each other. They were super smart and spunky. I just loved this group of sleuths. Um, and, you know, I think I'm kind of looking forward to moving into a retirement community someday. You know, they have cocktails starting at noon. They solve mysteries. And I was thinking maybe, um, Sarah, you and I can live in the same retirement facility someday and, and solve mysteries together. Absolutely, Brooke. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> many, many years down the road. Of course. Yeah, I felt the same uh, when I read the book. Like it just such a charming set of um, set of characters. And yeah, what a what a great uh, place that they live in. So I would mm -hmm. definitely um, sign up to live in a, a retirement community if, if that, those were some of the features. I'm so glad that you enjoyed the book because I absolutely adored it. I have listened to the audio version twice. I'd listened to it back to back actually because I just thought it was it was almost magical listening to the um mm -hmm, to the mm -hmm. audio version and it was one of those books where I felt like okay, I again I kind of want to unpack this first as a reader and then as a writer, right? And then I've also got a physical copy of it. And I think I've got an ebook version as well. So uh, yeah, it's one of my faves. <laughs> I read the paperback, but I would definitely like to listen to it as an audiobook. I think it is such a different experience. And like we said, sometimes the audio is is hard to take in the story because you know, maybe it's because it's a nonfiction, but um, many times it just gives you an entirely different um, level of enjoyment. It's a, just a different experience. And I, that's one that I would definitely do that. And I'm for sure going to continue the series. Yeah. And there's another one coming out in September, I think the third one in the series. So that's one that I'm definitely looking forward to when it, when it comes out. Cool. So the final book that was on my list, I actually didn't get a chance to read it. So we were out of town for part of the summer and uh, I didn't get as much reading time as I'd hoped. And I, uh, I'm still on hold at my library for, uh, for the copy of this. And so it is um, The Three Dahlias by Katie Watson, which is still very much on my list of books to read. But when I checked this morning, I'm sixth in line for one of three copies at my library. So I should be um, getting a hold of it pretty soon, I hope. That's great. That was one of that I remember writing down thinking that it sounded really good. So once you get a chance to get your hands on it, Sarah, you'll have to share with us and tell us what you thought. My final book on my list is uh, The It Girl by Ruth Ware. And I think I've shared before that Ruth Ware is one of my auto buys as far as authors go. I always love her books. And this one lived up to my love for her novels. I did read it as an audiobook. And that is mostly because her narrator that does all of her work is Imogen Church. And her voice is just, it reminded me, like you said, it was magical. Like, I just love listening to her read these books. One thing I really liked about this Ruth Ware in particular is it was a little different in setting. Many times she does sort of the closed circle or rural or remote uh, location to set her thrillers in. And this one was not like that. So um, it was a nice departure and kind of gave it a new spin on that uh, domestic thriller kind of story. Cool. So I didn't read that, but I did read um, the, the Woman in Cabin 10, uh, which is one of her earlier books. And it was the first of Ruth Ware's books that I've read and definitely not going to be the last. It was, Good. yeah, I quite, I quite enjoyed it. And I know we're going to talk about uh, that book and 
uh, in another episode. Yes, I'm glad that you enjoyed it because she was somebody that I had read and you hadn't, uh, sort of like the Richard Osman and vice versa. So that was really fun to share our recommendations with one another. Cool. Well, I think it sounds like we both had a very successful summer of reading and I look forward to sharing more, doing more of our TBR lists and and what we thought about them later in, in future episodes. Me too, Sarah. This was great. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can reach us at hello at cluedinmystery.com or on Instagram at cluedinmystery. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a rating or a review or telling a friend to help spread the word. For today, thank you for joining us on Clued in Mystery. I'm Brooke. And I'm Sarah. And we both love mystery. Clued in Mystery is produced by Brooke Peterson and Sarah M. Stephen. Music is by Shane Ivers at silvermansound.com. Visit us online at cluedinmystery.com or social media at cluedinmystery. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, or telling your friends.